ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا all praises due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we praise him and we seek his assistance and we seek his forgiveness and we seek assistance in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil of our own souls and our evil actions Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides, no one can misguide. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leads astray, no one can guide. Wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. And I bear witness and I testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except for Allah, and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his prophet and messenger. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad al Fatih lima ughliq. والخاتم لما سبق ناصر الحق بالحق والهادي إلى صراطك المستقيم وعلى آله حق قدره ومقداره العظيم أما بعد أوصي نفسي وإياكم بتقوى الله تعالى My dear brothers and sisters I remind myself and all of you to be cognizant of Allah to be aware of Allah to fear Allah to have Allah on your mind always to put Allah first before anything and everything you do in this world to be a person of Allah, to love the people of Allah, and to always be with Allah. وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيُرْزُقُهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبْ وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ بَالِغُ أَمْرِهُ قَدْ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدْرًا Allah SWT, He says, Whomsoever has taqwa of Allah, he is cognizant of Allah, he fears Allah, he always has Allah on his mind. He makes a way out for him. He facilitates an opening for him. Uh, and he grants him a provision and a risk from where he would never imagine. And whomsoever relies upon Allah, Allah is sufficient for him. Uh, Allah has specified everything meticulously to the T. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهِ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ O you who have believed, fear Allah as he's meant to be feared. And do not die except in a state of submission to him. And do not die except in a state of Islam. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَلْتَنْظُرْ نَفْسٌ مَّا قَدَّمَتْ لِغَدٍ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ let each person see what he has put forth for the day of judgment and fear Allah. Indeed, Allah is all-knowing of what you do. Ya ayyuhaladzina amanu attaqullaha wa qulu qawlan sadeeda yuslih lakum a'malakum wa yaghfir lakum dhunubakum wa man yuti'illaha wa rasoolahu faqad faza fawzan azima. O you who have believed, fear Allah and say what is upright. He will guide you to righteous actions and forgive you of your shortcomings and whomsoever obeys Allah and his messenger for indeed he has achieved a great triumph. And whomsoever obeys Allah and His Messenger, for indeed he was successful. My dear brothers and sisters, this past Monday I was sleeping in my room. And my grandma rushed into my room and she said, uh, Ismail, wake up, wake up. So she woke me up and I was startled. I said, what happened? She said, uh, your uncle passed away, your uncle passed away, your uncle passed away. So I said, inna lillahi wa inna lillahi rajiun. Inna lillahi wa inna lillahi rajiun. To Allah we belong and to Him we will ultimately return. To Allah we all belong and to Him we will ultimately return. And this is the nature of this dunya. This is the nature of this dunya. Nothing lasts in this dunya. Everything comes to an end. 
everything comes to an end. So my grandmother, she had a brother. So he's my great uncle, my mother's uncle. And she told me he passed away in the hospital. Let's go to the hospital. I said, let's go to the hospital. I got up and I showered and I got ready and we went to the hospital to see him off. And when I got to the hospital, I'm just sharing observations with you. I'm sharing observations with you. When I got to the hospital, first and foremost, the drive to the hospital was easy. The parking was easy. Uh, and nothing happens by chance. You know, these observations are things you have, you know, there was facilitation in going. Then I go up to the hospital room and some of his family members were there. And I looked at him and all I could see was ease and comfort and happiness. Wallahi, that's all I could see from his, his uh, deceased body. He looked at ease. And this comforted me. This comforted me. He looked white and clean and at ease and happy. And then I got goosebumps because, you know, you're looking at a dead body and you're thinking of death and you think, oh, one day I'm going to pass away as well. What did I do in this dunya? What did I prepare in this dunya for death? You know? And death is startling and it's a bit shocking. Yeah? And death wakes you up. Yeah? Death is enough of a remembrance for a human that has a, a, a life conscious. Yeah? You don't have to hear a speech or anything. Death is enough as a, for a, as, a, as a lesson for someone that has a, wake, a woke conscience. And even if someone doesn't have a woke conscience, death is startling. And you think about how much shortcomings you have in this world. You know, you're reminded of death and you think of yourself and your shortcomings. So uh, they had to clean his body and get it ready for the morgue and bring it to the masjid. So we left. And uh, the next day was a janazah. The next day is the janazah. So I went to the masjid for the janazah. And a lot of people came to the janazah. And after the janazah, as we're walking out to the graveyard, as we were heading to the graveyard, about three people uh, approached me separately, separately, and they were all telling me stories that they had between my great uncle. So one of them came up to me. He said, can I speak to you for a minute? I said, no problem. He said, I just wanted to tell you something. He said, your great uncle was very generous, and he used to always give for the sake of Allah. He used to always give for the sake of Allah. Every single time I approached him and I went to his shop to visit him, Every time I approached him and I went to his shop to visit him, to ask him for a donation for a, a person overseas that needed help, he would immediately give it. He would even hear me out. He would say, how much? He would cut me off. He said he used to send money to a widowed woman in Nablus. And he was giving me the, 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 the details of the story, this brother. And then he said, and he also used to send money to orphans and whoever needed help all the time, immediately. He would always send. And he goes, I think you should know this because you might give a talk. You should know this. I said, Jazakallah khair, may Allah bless you and may Allah accept it from him. Then another brother approached me uh, separately, and he said, can I speak to you for a minute? I said, no problem. And he said to you, I want to tell you something. It was a secret between me and the Hajj. And I said, what's that, brother? He said, I'm very active in the community, and a lot of people always approach me with unpaid medical bills, women that are having difficulty paying their bills, or someone who doesn't have enough money, this, that, and there's an amount, this, that. And he said, every, I would go to him, and I would ask him to help out, and he would help out every single time. He would help out. But he told me, Billah alaik. He told me, please keep this between me and you. Keep this between me and you because I want acceptance from Allah. Keep this sincere. Don't tell anybody about this. He said, don't tell anybody about this that I do for you, that I, that I help out with these bills. And a third person came up to me. A third person came up to me. And he said, I used to go to the Hajj's office every month, like a set date and time. Every month I go and I collect money for him that we used to send together to Palestine to help certain families in Palestine. And I said to myself, subhanAllah, may Allah have mercy on the Hajj. Allah maghfirullahu warhamhu, you know. May Allah grant us all sincerity. Inna Allah yuhib al-abd al-taqi al-ghani al-khafi. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he loves the abd. He loves a slave who has taqwa. He's cognizant of Allah. And he's, he's rich. He's a rich slave. He's self-sufficient. And he has rida and qana'a. And he's khafi. And he's secret. And he's secret. And he is secret. The secret slave of Allah. The one that loves to have ikhlas. 
because he knows that this dunya is temporary and he knows that the only thing that will avail him in the hereafter and the only thing that will help his cause in the hereafter is his amal salih is his good pious actions with a condition with ikhlas with ikhlas with sincerity because you could do a lot of things in the world and you can pray a lot of salawat in the world showing off and it means nothing in the hereafter and you could do very little in this dunya like you could do very little you don't have to do a lot but you could have immense sincerity and it can go a far way and it can go a long way and we know this because of the famous hadith in Bukhari of the woman that was a prostitute from Bani Israel and she came across a thirsty panting dog and she gave that dog something to drink and the, uh, the Prophet said that Allah entered her into Jannah for that why is that because there was no showing off it was a sincere act she did from the bottom of her heart so every time you do something you remind yourself 15 times I want to do this for the sake of Allah I want to go to the masjid for the sake of Allah and this all brings us to an, a strong powerful ayah in Surah Yasin, the 12th ayah of Surah Yasin, Allah SWT, He says after A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem, Inna nahnu nuhyi al-mawta wa naktabu ma qaddamu wa atharahum wa kulla shayin ahsaynahu fi imamin mubeen. How are you going to be remembered when you pass away? That's the question. And what do you leave behind when you pass away? That's the next question. How am I going to be remembered and what do I leave behind? The Muslim, the one that has a brain that works and an intellect, should think of this every single day of his life. He should think, how am I going to be remembered when I pass away? Because your remembrance after you pass away is a testimony of your goodness. And what did I leave behind from Amal Khair? What did I leave behind from Sadaqah Jariya? What did I leave behind from a pious offspring? What did I leave behind? Allah says, indeed, we will resurrect the dead. The dead, we will resurrect them one day. As a Muslim, we read the Quran and we believe, every, we believe in every single sentence and vowel and ayah of the Quran. Huh? And the Quran comes to teach us belief and core beliefs with simple wording. Allah he says, we will indeed resurrect the dead. We will bring the dead back to life after they pass away one day. Uh, and we will write down what they brought forth and what they put forth from pious actions or from bad deeds. So everything you do will be recorded. And on that day, where everything will be brought forth from what you did that was good or bad. Uh, on that day, from what you brought forth from good or bad, Allah subhanahu he will not oppress you. You will only oppress yourself. Allah, he says, we did not oppress them. They oppressed their own selves. And Allah is not oppressing to his servants. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he does not forget anything in the world. Yeah? Allah does not forget. You know, Allah does not forget anything. And this, this ayah should bring, you know, you should tremble with fear from this ayah and you should also feel comforted. The one who does good in this world, he should feel comforted with this ayah because Allah doesn't forget all the times you went to the masjid and it was cold or all the times you made wudu and it was cold or all the times you said something nice to someone to uplift them, yeah? Or all the times you did something good. Allah doesn't forget anything. And you'll find it on that day, yeah? And Allah doesn't forget anything. And also it gives you comfort. And also it gives you comfort because you think of tyrants in the world that do things and they think they get away. Like they do things and they go and they have steak for lunch and they have this and that and they act like they're getting away. No, Allah, he's granting them a longer life so he could torture them more in the hereafter. Because Allah, he does not forget anything. Allah doesn't forget all the evil they did. He does not forget that. This ayah should comfort you. Uh, so we will write what they put forth from good or bad. Whomsoever does an Adam's way of good, he'll find it on that day. And whomsoever does an Adam's way of bad, he'll find it on that day, Yom Al-Qiyamah, that scary day where everything you ever did in this dunya is going to play in front of you like an IMAX movie. You go to IMAX and you have a, we have an IMAX thing here in, the, in Jersey City. You go watch IMAX, big, big screen. Everything's going to play for you, what you did on that day, like an IMAX. You're going to watch your whole life and all your deeds. And then Allah, he says, 
Allah, he says, read your own book of actions, your own self, and judge your own self. You are sufficient to, to, to judge your own self. You read your own book of actions and you judge your own self. You're sufficient to judge your own self on that day on Yom Al-Qiyamah. How do you want to be remembered with good or bad? What do, you want to leave for, what do you want to leave behind? Goodness or badness? Good deeds or bad deeds? That's how it is every day for the Muslim. He's thinking of leaving a good legacy. And then Allah says, uh, We will write down everything that they put forth and the traces that they have left behind. A.K.A. the legacy that they left behind. And everything we have recorded meticulously to the T in a book, Ummul Kitab, the book that has everything written in it before Allah SWT created the heavens and the universe. Everything you ever did, Allah, He recorded it meticulously to the decimal point. Allah, He says, and their legacies that they left behind. Yeah? That's what we're talking about, leaving a good legacy. Leaving a good legacy. What is a legacy and what is a trace that you can leave behind? We have a hadith of the Prophet There was a tribe in Medina. There was a tribe in Medina. They were known as Banu, Banu Salama. Banu Salama. There was a plot of land that opened up next to Masjid al-Nabawi. A plot of land opened up. And this is great. You know, in Clifton, you want to find a house. A house goes for sale in Clifton. 150 buyers, they jump on the house because it's prime location. Then they pay $100,000 over the asking fee. Prime location is important. Prime location. Being next to Masjid, what's better than being next to Masjid? The Prophet ﷺ, he heard that Banu Salama wanted to buy this. They were from the Ansar. They were from the inhabitants of Medina. They wanted to buy this plot so they could be closer to Masjid al-Nabawi. Why? Because what, 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 what better location is it to be better next to Masjid? Yeah? So ICPC Clifton, they raised the value of all the houses around it now. Everyone's dying to have a house near ICPC Clifton. This is the barakah of the Masjid. And the Prophet ﷺ, he heard of this. And he called the elders of Banu Salama. He called the elders of Banu Salama. And he said, Ya Bani Salama, Diyarukum tuktabu atharukum. Diyarukum tuktabu atharukum. Diyarukum tuktabu atharukum. He called the elders of Bani Salama and he said to O Bani Salama, your, your houses and your abodes where you reside, they are, they are writing your traces. They are writing your traces. They are writing your traces. He said it three times. They're writing your traces. So he said it three times to them. Basically, he said, stay where you're at. You're good where you are. Walk far to the Masjid. Because every time you come to the Masjid and you make this long distance to the Masjid, it's being written. You're leaving a legacy. And what does Athar mean in Arabic? Athar. What does it mean in Arabic? It's a trace. It's when you walk in the sand, you leave an Athar. You leave a trace behind you. You know, you walk in the sand and it leaves a footprint. It's your footprints in your legacy. Do you have good footprints in this dunya or bad footprints? What does this mean? What does this mean? Pharaoh, he passes away. Pharaoh, he passes away. He gets crushed in the Red Sea. And then Allah, he says in Surah Dukhan, describing Pharaoh in his passe, the people that were with Pharaoh, he says, Allah, he speaks about Pharaoh and his people, the evil people, the wretched people, tyrants, people oppressing Bani Israel, running after Musa alayhi salam so they could attack Bani Israel. Allah, he says that the heavens and the earth, the heavens and the earth, they did not cry for Pharaoh and his people. They did not cry for Pharaoh and his evil people around him. They did not cry for them. Yeah, they did not cry for them. Why did the heavens and earth not cry for them? What does that mean? The heavens and the earth cry? What does that mean? The heavens and the earth, they cry? We say, yes, the heavens and the earth, they cry. And they long for the pious person that leaves a good legacy. They long for the pious person that leaves a good trace. They long for the pious person that was nothing but good in this dunya. He walks around, he goes for a walk every day for an hour, and he's doing dhikr of Allah. He goes for a walk to exercise, he puts on his jacket, and he puts on his socks, and all that's on his mind is Allah. Like, all that's on his mind is Allah, because he loves Allah. He loves Allah. He goes and he walks down this street, and he says, subhanAllah, throughout the street. Then he makes a left turn on this street, and he says, alhamdulillah. Then he makes a right turn onto the next street, and he says, Allahu Akbar. And he calls this Shara Alhamd, and Shara SubhanAllah, and Shara Allahu Akbar. He says, this is my street of Allahu Akbar. This is the mu'min. When he goes around, he leaves a good trace. He leaves a good fragrance. Huh? The example of the good friend 
Ajalisa Saleh, the good friend, the pious friend, is like that of musk. It's a good smell. He leaves a good smell. He's with you for five minutes, and he leaves, and you still smell his amazing smell. You still smell his scent. And the, and the similitude of the one who is a bad Jalis, the bad, the bad friend or the bad acquaintance, is like the one who blows the bellows and the iron. You know the one that makes the iron, the iron bow? Huh? Huh? The one who blows the bellows, he leaves a bad trace. You go to meet the iron guy, the guy that makes iron, and you walk out and you're all black. He left you with a bad trace. That's how it is. A good friend and a bad friend. Yeah, why do the heavens and the earth they cry? Because the pious person is with Allah. The pious person remembers Allah. The pious person, he's driving to do something and the time of salah comes in and he has to pray salah because salah is incumbent and salah is on appointed timing. He has to pray salah right now. He can't, he can't miss salah. So he parks and he finds a parking lot or he goes to a gas station and he pulls his sajada out of his trunk or his janamaz out of his trunk. He pulls his prayer carpet out of his trunk. And he prays Salah because Salah is important for him. And that earth is a testimony for him on the Day of Judgment. Everywhere you make sujood in the face of the earth is a testimony for you on the Day of Judgment. Leaving a good trace, leaving a good legacy, leaving footprints everywhere you go. A good footprint. Unlike the bad person, unlike the bad person where everything he does is traces of evil. He's talking about this person and that person. He's smoking this drug and that drug. He's doing bad things. He's doing bad things. The heavens and the earth, when this person passes away, when this person leaves this dunya, the heavens and earth are relieved. They're not crying. They're rejoicing. They say, My, thank God. Uh, good riddance. When a bad person, when a tyrant, when an evil individual passes away, the heavens and the earth, they say, good riddance. Thank God. We are finally relaxed. We can breathe now. We can breathe now. Unlike the pious individual, his life is Allah. His life is Quran. His life is dhikr and remembrance. He looks at the trees and he says, subhanallah, subhanallah, khalaq. He says, Allahu Akbar for everything he sees. This person leaves a good remembrance in the heavens and the earth. They long for that person. The earth, they love that person. The earth loves that person. Because it's comforting. The good deeds are comforting to the earth's heart. The tree loves that. Tasbih. You go under the tree and you make tasbih. You pray salah. The earth loves that. And the heavens, they cry for a person because your good deeds ascend to the heavens. Because your good deeds, they ascend to the heavens. And the heavens love that feeling of the good deeds. So they cry for the pious individual. Not only humans cry for you. The heavens and the earth cry for you. And if you're evil and you leave a bad taste and a bad legacy, if the brothers can please move to the front. If the brothers can please move to the front and make space for the brothers in the back. Please, everyone, move to the front. Make an effort to move to the front, please. Unlike the bad person who doesn't remember Allah a lot and all he does is evil things, the heavens and the earth, they are relaxed and that person passes away. The Prophet ﷺ, he was once uh, with his companions and a janazah passed by. A janazah passed the Prophet ﷺ, a funeral procession passed. And uh, the companions of the Prophet ﷺ were speaking good of the janazah that was passing by. Sorry, they were speaking very bad of it. They were speaking bad of it. So the Prophet ﷺ, he said, Wajabat. He said, it has become mandatory. And then another janazah passed by shortly after and they were all speaking good. They're all speaking good of the person that passed by, the janazah. And the Prophet, he said, wajibat. And the companions, they said, what is wajibat, Ya Rasulullah? What does that mean, wajibat? Why are you saying wajibat? It doesn't make sense. We don't get it. What is wajibat? Because wajibat means it has been made incumbent. It has been made mandatory. It has been made obligatory, right? The Prophet ﷺ said, the first person that passed, you all spoke bad about. You all uh, spoke bad about. So wajibat alayhi nar. So the fire has become mandatory upon him. And the second person that passed by, you all spoke well of. You all spoke good of. فَوَجَبَتْ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ So Jannah has become mandatory upon him. And he goes, أَنْتُمْ شُهَدَاءَ اللَّهِ فِي الْأَرْضِ You are the visionaries. You are the witnesses of Allah subhanahu wa on this earth. You are the witnesses of Allah on earth. A group of believing people. If they all get together and they're saying good things about someone. If I get seven people coming up to me after Janazah speaking good about someone, this is a good sign, brothers. This is a good sign. And if everyone is speaking bad about someone, this is a bad sign. This is a bad sign. That's why you strive to do good in this dunya, always. 
You strive to leave a good legacy with the, with the angels in the heavens and with your people on this earth. And it's not, it's not difficult to leave a good legacy. And why do I say it's not difficult? Because my uncle was not a scholar and he was not a sheikh. He was a normal individual and everyone knew him as the, the mechanic guy. Because he, he was one of the first people to come to the United States. He was one of the first people to come to the United States. He came to the United States early. He was one of the first families here, the Arabic Muslim families here. And now I, I, I would say there's about 100 mechanics in three-mile radius of where we are. Back then, he was the mechanic guy. He was known to be a good mechanic and a nice person, always bashful and smiling. He left a good remembrance in the eyes of people. Yeah? He left it, so it's not difficult. It's not difficult to leave a good legacy. You, you work and you own a pizzeria or you work and you're a businessman or whatever you do, wherever you are, you leave a good legacy by being a good person. It's not difficult to be a good person. Islam is not difficult. Islam is not difficult. Islam is very simple and easy. Islam is you do good and you be good to people and you do good acts and you stay away from haram and you enter Jannah. It's not difficult. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't make it calculus when it's algebra 2. Don't, it's, not, it's not difficult. It's very easy. Islam is being a good person and always trying to be good to others and leaving a good, leaving a good remembrance with people. You should go out in your day every day, especially as a Muslim, especially as a Muslim. Your number one goal in your life is to make people Muslim. Your number one goal in your life every day when you talk to people is to make them Muslim. Why? Why? Because Islam is the truth and Islam is happiness and Islam is tranquility and Islam is good feelings. Do you not want that for your brothers and sisters in the world? Do you not want people to have happiness like you? People are all miserable. People all don't know what's going on in the world. People have anxiety. People have sleep apnea. People have problems and problems and problems. People are on this medication, that medication. What? Islam gives you comfort and ease and solace. Do you not want that for your brothers and sisters in humanity? Everyone should always look to give a good image of Islam no matter where they are. Yeah? And be proud of being a Muslim. And be proud of being a Muslim. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us uh, steadfastness and patience. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be with our brothers and sisters in Palestine and to grant them victory over their oppressors. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us a good legacy when we pass away. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala ashraf al-mursaleen Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasimu kathira Usi nafsi wa iyaakum bi taqwallahi ta'ala My dear brothers and sisters, I remind myself and all of you to fear Allah and to be aware of Allah and to be cognizant of Allah and to always put Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first before anything and everything uh, The Muslim is different than the non-Muslim because he's gifted iman and taqwa and Islam and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a light in his heart and it, and it shows in his actions The iman in your heart it shows in it, is magnified by your bodily actions and your speech. If you have true sincerity and belief in your heart, it shows on your tongue and it shows on your actions. And I wanted to say another thing that I was thinking of. Another thing I was thinking of was the facilitation, the tawfiq that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted my uncle before he passed away. And why do I say Allah granted him tawfiq? Because I have memories of my uncle as well. And all the memories I have of him is when I was young, he used to give me a lot of money on Eid. He was the number one person that gave me money on Eid and he made me very happy. He always made me happy and he was always smiling and easily approachable. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, should I not inform you all of who the haram is, of who the, the jahannam, the nar is haram on, who jahannam is haram on and whom the fire is haram on. And they said, who is a kullu qareeb and sahlin, every easygoing close person, layin, kullu hayin and layin, and every easygoing soft person. You have two people in the world, one person is very easily approachable. You talk to the person and you're not walking over eggshells, you talk with ease. You talk with ease because you know he's an easygoing individual. And the other type of person is every time you speak to him, you're watching what you say and you have to think of what you're going to say five minutes before you say it because what if he takes this the wrong way? That's not easygoing. Be easygoing. Don't be egotistical. Be humble. Be humble. And forgive and pardon. That's what I wanted to say. Forgive and pardon. And I say Allah granted him success and facilitation at the end of his life. Why? 
because he had a couple of disputes he had between certain people and Allah, he facilitated him to make a, a reconciliation with all those people before he passed away. He reconciled with people that he had issues with and this is from Allah, this is tawfiq from Allah. Maybe he had something sincere he was doing to grant that. And every time I walked in onto him, when I visited him when he was sick, every time it would be once a month or whenever I went to him, he would be reading Quran. He'd be reading Quran and his Quran was worn out. What a great trace he left behind. What a great trace he left behind. Like you either leave a good trace behind or a bad trace behind. Having a worn out Quran or seven worn out Qurans is an amazing trace you're leaving behind. Having people all come up to me and tell me about sincere acts he was doing in secret is a great trace you could leave behind. But reconciling a problem you have with someone is very important. And Islam comes to teach us all these things. You know, Islam doesn't come with salah in the majid and that's it. And you go out and you're an evil person. And you're holding grudges against everyone in the world. No, Islam comes and it says to forgive people and be easygoing. Forgive and pardon. The easygoing person, the, har- the nar of Jahannam is haram for the easygoing person. The one that lets things go. The one that forgives. Allah, he says in Surah An-Nur, Let them forgive and pardon. Let them forgive, be easygoing and pardon. Do they not want Allah to forgive them? Do you not want Allah's mercy to be shown onto you? So a condition, a precursor of receiving the mercy of Allah and the forgiveness of Allah is for you to be forgiving to others. You say, but he said this and she said that and he stole this much and he stole that. Be the better, be the better person. Be the person of Iman. Be the person who's humbly sitting in the, in the masjid right now. This takes humility. To sit in the masjid, to listen to someone you don't know is, is humbleness. This is amazing. This is tawfiq from Allah. For you to come in this, in this gloomy weather, to go to the masjid, to sit on the floor, to make wudu, to make ghusl, to go listen to someone because you're upholding an obligation of Allah. This is tawfiq from Allah. This is success from Allah. How many people are not here right now? How many people are doing other things right now? You're leaving a good trace. You come to the masjid from wherever you live and you get stuck in traffic or it takes you how many minutes to get to the masjid. This is all a good trace, a good legacy you leave behind because the masjid is the greatest place you could be going. Let them forgive and pardon. Do you not want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive you? And the Prophet he said in a hadith, ما نقصت صدقة صدقة من مال وما زاد الله عبدا بعفو إلا عزة ومن ومن تواضع لله رفعه الله. Allah he says in this beautiful hadith, seven words in this hadith, and the scholars write thirty pages commentary on this hadith, seven words. The Prophet he's gifted miraculous speech, huh? comprehensive speech. The Prophet he said, ما نقصت صدقة من مال. There's never a time in the world where you give sadaqah or you give something for the way of Allah and your money goes down. So if you say to yourself, I'm going to give $5 and I'm going to be minus 5, incorrect understanding. Your iman is shaky. If you give 5, you get 10. If you get 5, you get 500. Allah, he multiplies for whom he wills. You never lose money by giving, ever. It's impossible. And then, وَمَا زَادَ اللَّهُ عَبْدًا بِعَفْوٍ إِلَّا عِزَى And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he never ever uh, lowers someone by pardoning. He only raises them. Allah only raises you when you pardon. Your status is only lifted. Here and in the hereafter, on Yom Al-Qiyamah. Yani, because it's, it's not a sign of manhood to forgive. You're weak if you're going to be the one who to forgive. And Islam comes to destroy this concept. No, you're the stronger person. The one who pardons and forgives is stronger. And you get, you get your reward from Allah. And then uh, uh, the, the Prophet says, And whomsoever humbles himself for the sake of Allah, whomsoever is humble for the sake of Allah, seeking his reward of Allah, Allah, he raises him in status. And the Prophet he said this hadith on the minbar. He said, Man lillah, He said, Whomsoever lowers himself, because tawada'a comes from wada'a, and wada'a is to put down. Because when you are humble, the linguistic in Arabic, it comes tawada'a, right? When you're humble, you're putting your ego down. You're taking your ego and you're shoving it in the dirt and you're, you're, you're covering it. You're putting yourself down. You're putting your ego down. That's what humility is, to put yourself down. You never put yourself down for the sake of Allah in humility, except Allah, He raises you in status. 
Being arrogant doesn't raise you in status. Being arrogant lowers you in status. Being difficult lowers you in status. It doesn't raise you in status. Whomsoever is humble for the sake of Allah and he's easygoing and he's forgiving for the sake of Allah, Allah, he only raises him in status. Allah, he only raises him in status. We ask Allah SWT to grant us a good legacy. And we ask Allah SWT to make us of those who take heed before we pass away. We ask Allah to grant us a husnul khatima. We ask Allah to grant us a good ending. The Prophet SAW used to always make dua for a good ending. We ask Allah for a good ending because you could be doing something from the people of Jahannam your whole life. And then Allah, he opens up on you at the end of your life to do something good and you die on Iman and you go to Jannah. And you could be doing something good your whole life. And then you slip up at the end and you do something bad and you go to Jahannam. And this is scary. Don't ever feel like you're entitled because you're religious. No, be humble and be, and be steadfast. And always ask Allah for husnul khatima. We ask Allah for husnul khatima. We ask Allah for a good ending. We ask Allah to not let our hearts go astray after we have been guided. We ask Allah to grant our brothers and sisters in Palestine uh, victory. We ask Allah to grant them victory over their oppressors. We ask Allah to give their oppressors nightmares in their dreams. Uh, we ask Allah to liberate Majd al-Aqsa. We ask Allah to grant us a, a prayer in a liberated Majd al-Aqsa. We ask Allah to make us of those who see a liberated Majd al-Aqsa in our time. رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسُنَا وَإِنْ لَمْ تَغْفِرْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَنَا مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ رَبَّنَا لَا تَزِقْ قُلُوبَنَا بَعْدَ إِذْ هَدَيْتَنَا وَهَبَ لَنَا مِنْ لَدُنْكَ رَحْمَةً إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْوَهَابُ رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةً وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَةً وَقِنَا عَلَى عَذَابِ النَّارِ اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات إن الله تعالى يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعدكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه يزدكم واستغفروه يغفر لكم وأقم الصلاة إن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون الله أكبر الله أكبر شهد أن لا إله إلا الله شهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله Please fill the gaps and turn your phones off. Pray as if it is your last prayer. Allahu Akbar. الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إحدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إذا زلزلت الأرض زلزالها وأخرجت الأرض أثقالها وقال الإنسان ما لها يومئذ تحدث أخبارها بأن ربك أوحى لها يومئذ يصدر الناس أشتاتا ليروا أعمالهم 
فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًّا يَرَهُ الله أكبر سمي الله الحميد الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إنا أعطيناك الكوثر فصل لربك وانحر إن شانئك هو الأبتر الله سمي الله الحميد الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم uh, just three, four quick announcements the first announcement is tonight at 6 o'clock in ICPC Patterson Dr. Hatem Bazian is going to be giving a session with uh, Sheikh Atanani 
Announcement number two is Friday Forum is still on today after Salat Laisha here in Clifton. Number three, tomorrow, ICPC Patterson. If you have a claim that you want to make legally with the International Criminal Court against the State of Israel, there will be a training at ICPC Patterson at 2 o'clock. Whether it's loss of life, loss of money, loss of land, whether it's personal to you or somebody you know, you do have the right to make the claim against the State of Israel, and that will go to the International Criminal Court. So tomorrow at 2 o'clock, we're going to have that training at ICPC Patterson, inshallah. Last thing, we brought rugs for, uh, for sale today. There was a kind donor who bought them all and is handing them all out. They're giving them all away outside. So limit one per person, and they just asked to make dua for their family. So Sheikh Ismail, if you can just make a quick dua for the family that donated. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum. أجرهم بصدقتهم لأهلهم إن شاء الله اللهم اغفر له وارحمه وعافيه وعف عنه وتجاوز عن سيئاته وأكرم نزله ووسع مدخله وجاف الأرض عن جنبيه اللهم اجعله دارا خيرا من داره وأهلا خيرا من أهله وجيرانا خيرا من جيرانه ونعيد ونسأله الجنة ونسأل الله أن يرزقه الجنة الفردوس الأعلى من غير حساب ولا سابقة عذاب صلوا على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا